Welcome to the Jeff and Don Pod. As always, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to this fine program. Definitely. We appreciate all the love, the support. Absolutely. So, Jeff, you know, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about money. How do we earn our money? How we need money? How do we multiply? How we don't have enough? How do we keep it? How we want more? <laughs> Stop spending all your money. Indeed. But some people are a little bit more honorable than we are. This is true. Some people are also a lot luckier than we are. Oh, this is true. So we came across a news item about this young lad. He's about 72 years old. A, little, a young little cabbie there. Yeah, he's been driving cabs for a long time. But... And this particular day, he found himself with $187,000 in the back of his cab. That's right, folks. $187,000 in cash was left behind in his taxi. This took place in Boston. Now, this is our good man, Raymond McCausalan. He also has a great nickname. Yeah, he's referred to as Buzzy. <laughs> so our good man, Buzzy. Yeah, we're just going to call him Buzzy for this, the rest this of the Buzzy. segment. He decided... I'm going to do the right thing. This is the way I was brought up. Oh, Buzzy. So I'm going to go ahead and return this money to the police. Now, now, just put yourself in this situation that our good friend Buzzy found himself oh, in. Oh, Buzzy. $187,000 in cash in the backseat of your car. This Would is... you keep it moving or do, with, do what a young Buzzy did? But before I answer your question, let's give him a little bit more context. So this man is 72 years old, and he's still driving a taxi. Yeah. So obviously, the man is not rich by any means. He's not ready to retire. <laughs> Working all his life. This is right. And he decides to return this money. Now. Can I, can I just quote Buzzy for one second? Sure. I've never seen money like that before. <laughs> no wonder he didn't know what to do. It was quite the sight. Oh, man. This is, well, so I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have kept the money. Oh, yeah. And I would have went straight to Brazil for carnival. This is a good, that's a good plan. That's a very good plan. Oh, yeah. What if they investigated in this, uh, the man who left it behind? So, oh, I got in this cab with Buzzy. That's my last place where I've had it. I don't think, well, let's give him a little bit more details on the story. So, oh, yeah, this story gets better. So, the guy, Buzzy picks up this passenger as you would do on a normal day. Mm -hmm. So as they're driving along, the passenger says to stop in front of a motel. Yeah. So the passenger gets off. He said, wait for me here. I'll be right back. Five minutes pass, 30 minutes pass. So Buzzy starts getting a little worried. He's a good man, you know? He's a good citizen. He's an honorable man. So he goes up to the motel and he asks for the person. Like, Have you seen this person? He was in my cab. He said, I've never seen that person before. Mm. So the guy disappeared. At that point, the good old Dom would have kept the money and went home. <laughs> went home to Brazil? <laughs> went home to Brazil. What would have you done, Jeff? Well, now that I know the details, I think I would have done what uh, the honorable Dom would have done. I mean, think about it. The guy just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, you clearly, at that point, you're clearly giving it to me. Exactly. Leave you're trying to help me out because you see that I'm you 72 years see, old. Yeah. You're trying to help me out, trying to get me to my retirement. These are two noble acts in one story. Oh, yes. So it turns out that the man who was the owner of the cash was actually a homeless person. Yeah. Who had just cashed in his inheritance. So $187,000. The man just completely disappears. 
The only way that they actually found out that it belonged to this person was because he had a receipt to prove it. So yeah. So the guy eventually came back around. He's like, he literally just cashed it in and took a cab of $187,000 in cash. Yep. And and then you leave. How do you leave that money behind <laughs> if you're homeless? Know, like, I don't know. So many questions. What would you have done with the money? Well, let me let me change it around. Okay. What if what would you have done mm-hmm. if you were the homeless man and you knew you had $187,000 in cash? Yeah. But you left it in a cab. That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I would have been looking for every cab company in in the city. <laughs> man, they they <laughs> both found easy. themselves in like tough spots that oh, night. Man. Poor Buzzy, he was such a noble man. He says he's never been a crook and he wasn't going to start at 72. Respect. I respect that. You know, sometimes honesty doesn't hack it. What do they say? Good guys finish last? Yeah. And good guys retire when they're 80? <laughs> yep. So I wonder if they gave him a nice tip. Well, Dom, um, are you ready for this? <laughs> Tell me. Buzzy was actually looking forward to a nice tip. He said, I figured he'd give me one of those stack of hundreds, a thousand, at least 500. Buzzy returned $187,000 to this homeless man. This homeless man gave Buzzy $100 for his noble act. Wow. A whopping $100 bill? One. Just one single bill. That's unfortunate. You see? I told you it doesn't pay to be a good person. Oh, Buzzy. I hope you get some money somewhere else. He gave them less than half a penny on a dollar. Oh, way to calculate, Jeff. Jeff is good at math. Oh, Buzzy. Well, let's just hope Buzzy retires at some point. <laughs> yeah, nice guys do finish last. But Buzzy almost had a second chance. Oh, a second chance. The honest cabbie, after returning the money, then gave the homeless man another ride back to his hotel where he was staying. <laughs> These two guys are friends, though. And Buzzy was hoping the whole time he would forget the money a second time. Oh, man. I guess after he got that tip, he said, if I could only do this again. See, Buzzy, if you would have listened to the Jeff and Don pod, you would know that it doesn't pay to be a decent human being. We're here to help the people. <laughs> you would have been $187,000 richer. I think I've found a renewed hope in humanity if this guy returned $187,000. Take care, Buzzy. So, Jeff, some people might say if Buzzy kept that money, that would have been dirty money. Yeah, dirty, clean, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. But some people say dirty money. But do you think about how actually dirty your money is? Well, you know, they have these adult establishments. <laughs> so you might where imagine. you could take a glimpse of how yeah. dirty money can potentially be. So it turns out, Jeff, that Dollar bills are one of the most disgusting currencies in the world. That's the currency I was referring to. (laughs) (laughs) That same one. (laughs) So it turns out that our U.S. dollar is covered in about 100 different strains of bacteria. 100 only? Yep. And on the dollar bill, you can find things such as yeast, mold, and fecal bacteria, a.k.a. poop. Wow. Wow. So dirty money is more literal than we Oh, yeah. Not only referring to illegal money, but it turns out that illegal money does make it into your hands, Jeff. Yeah. There's also trace amounts of illegal drugs on every U.S. dollar bill. Who's manufacturing this money? Oh, 
You know, money moves around a lot. This is true. So it turns out there's actually like cocaine, meth, meth on U.S. dollar bills, and it turns out it's about ninety percent of American dollar bills. Wow, I'm only using debit card moving forward. <laughs> debit and credit. So this is actually an author that suggested that we should get rid of all cash. Oh, and that's an interesting theory. Yeah. So he said for crime reasons and for reasons of promoting economic policy that he suggests just getting rid of cash. And actually, Sweden has started to not allow cash anymore in certain locations. Only cars. Wow, that's fascinating. Yep. Maybe that homeless man would have never had all that cash on him. <laughs> he would have just had it on the debit card. He would have had it on the debit card. Yep. So what do, you, day. what do you think about a cashless society? How do you think that would work? I think that transition will be very rough. Yeah. Well, some of the arguments against it are that people don't want every transaction to be recorded. Correct. You know, some people want some wiggle room to do some illegal activities. Yeah, I mean, it's because the constitutional right at this point. <laughs> but I also agree with the fact that maybe a lot of illegal stuff that happens, like drug moving around and would stop. I don't know. I don't know if it would stop, but it would certainly put. It will uh, definitely take yeah, a hit. Absolutely. To make those transactions, illegal transactions like that will be very difficult. Well, that's probably where a thing like Bitcoin will come in. Yeah. Can't really trace it anywhere. But I mean, can we really envision that society in these states? I think eventually we might move to a cashless society. The future wow. is coming, Jeff. Are you ready? I mean, when you really think about it, in 2017, we barely use cash now. Well, exactly. For the most part, everyone pulls out a debit or credit card. Yep. And you have things like Apple Pay. Yeah. You could send money electronically. Which is... Which is actually more secure than having cash. That's what makes Buzzy's $187,000 fine so crazy. Yeah, so next time you're handling cash, make sure to wash your hands before you eat. Just wear gloves at all time. <laughs> well, Dom, I actually thought about something similar to this today while I was out for dinner. You ever sit down at a restaurant and you look at your silverware? <laughs> yes. Fork, I know knife, this feeling. Your glass. Does it ever cross your mind how many people have used these same oh, man. cups, knives, forks? And like at the back of my in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, this is every establishment like this operates yeah. the same way. Bars with bars, cups. every glass you get, millions of people have probably drank through that cup already. I mean, I understand they get washed, but I mean, think about the turnover kind of, of cups. Yeah. Once you run out, you have to wash them right away because you need more cups again. Yeah. How thoroughly do you think they wash these cups? That's the scary part. Oh, no. I might not go to a bar ever again. You might never use money ever again either. Well, I guess I'll be living at home. Gonna working put Dom in a bubble. <laughs> All right, Dom. One of my biggest fears is looking to be coming true. Told you the future is here, Jeff. If you've been following the pod since the very beginning, our day ones, you would know that me and Dom I constantly go back on the driverless cars. I'm a big proponent of driverless cars. Jeff, not so much. They totally freak me out. And just a few weeks ago in Arlington, Virginia, there was a driverless car spotted. Not only was it a car, it was a large car. It was a van. <laughs> so this is even more scary. Yeah, this is like my fear, but like expanded into a van. Uh, next week, it's going to be a full truck. This van was spotted stopping at red lights correctly, turning correctly, 
and obeying every single traffic law, stopping at stop signs, turning on the proper one-way directions. So this, of course, was causing a lot of alarm. People were calling the police. (laughs) And uh, upon a quick glance, this is really persuasive evidence that there was a driverless car. Uh Uh-huh. So it turns out it wasn't actually driverless. That's right. There was a driver behind the wheel after all. He was dressed in a costume designed to look exactly like his car seat. (laughs) What a cruel human being. I would have sold this. I would have panicked. I mean, I'm sure people were freaking out. Left and right, the authorities were called. People didn't know what to do. This By the way, it was like a, an amazing costume. Like He oh, yeah. literally looked like a, a car seat. We'll post the pictures on the Jeff and Don Pod Instagram account. You have to see this. So basically, he's in this amazing costume, but he has his hands really, really low, like barely touching the, the steering wheel. Yeah, so he's driving a, on the bottom of the steering wheel. He's an incredible driver, by the way. Yes. So he's just doing this to freak everybody out, Dom. <laughs> Imagine you're, you're on your way home from work, you're really tired, and then you think you're hallucinating. You pull up at a red light. You know, we always look at the driver next to <laughs> yep. you, left or right. You look both that ways. automatic. And you see nothing. And then the car takes off. This is one of the strangest things you'll ever see, Jeff. No, I mean, I hopefully I, I won't ever see this. <laughs> hey, Jeff would really freak out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw a little bit of this footage knowing that there was a man behind there and it still freaked me out i mean i completely agree there's people just like you jeff i mean i'd probably say the majority of people are freaked out about driverless cars it's pretty scary man so someone actually captured a live reaction so here's the reaction from a local news report oh there is somebody in the vehicle there is somebody behind the seat brother who are you what are you doing I'm with the news, dude. Dude, can you pull over and we can talk for a second? Well, this man was actually conducting an experiment. He was a researcher with Virginia Tech. He was spreading fear by riding around town (laughs) in his driverless moving car for academic reasons. So when you ask him, what do you do for a living? Oh, I scare people when I'm driving down the street. Well, his spokesperson said he was disguised as a car seat, in order to gauge people's reaction of what a driverless car would actually look like. And I'm happy to announce that us humans stick together. <laughs> we are all in, united in this fear. So it's safe to say the reaction wasn't exactly pleasant. Why do you think most of us, I would say, are afraid of this? Do, is this something about letting go of control? That will probably be number one. Second is people just don't really like to change. I mean, other things can change to make life easier, but I feel when you put your life on the line, literally in a car that's moving on its own with technology, it's just a little bit scary. I'm I'm very apprehensive about driverless cars. I'm all about convenience. If I can sit in the back of the car and just relax. No, if they invent some sort of uh, robot that'll fold my laundry for me, I'm all about convenience too. Well, of course. But that's a complete, you need to have a robot in your house in order to do that. I'm all about convenience, Tom. <laughs> no, you're not because you don't believe in driverless cars. I do. Me and my guy, Elon Musk, are on our way to the future. All right, Jeff, another technology news. Samsung is back at it again. As you remember, 
There was a big scandal with the Galaxy Note 7. Oh, yeah. I didn't allow anyone in my car with that phone, <laughs> in my house with that phone. Yeah, things got pretty serious. Not only did you not allow anyone near you with that phone, airlines decided to not allow anyone with that phone onto oh, yeah. an airplane. Ticking time bomb. So things got pretty serious. So they decided, let's get our things together. And now the Galaxy Note is back. And Samsung oh, swears man. its battery is safe. <laughs> Oh, Samsung, you said that the first time. You said that the second time. Now, do you trust them? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, I def I've never owned a Samsung phone, so I can't really have any experience. But I did have friends that had this phone, and I didn't speak to them for about two months. Yeah, I had to stay away. Absolutely. I actually experienced someone with that phone around me, and the man says, yo, hold my phone for a second. Look how, <laughs> he said, look how hot it is. I'm like, this shouldn't my be this hot. This is not <laughs> At okay. At that point, I gave it right back that to him. That should not be the description. And I stepped back about 30 feet from him. Well, interesting enough, I had a friend of mine that owned the Galaxy Note 7, and he had it next to his bed on a, on a small um, yes. nightstand. In a nightstand, and it actually caught fire. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it was really close to being like a tragic situation. So after that, oh my and God. knowing that a friend of mine, close friend of mine, went through that situation, I would never, ever buy a Samsung phone. I'm surprised Samsung just didn't like rebrand it. Call it something else. Well, Release the thing with that is that people are not that stupid. They would know because it's a very particular brand. of. It's like a big phone. It's like the 7 Plus, let's say. It's just a big phone. So even if you rebrand it, it's still the same phone. But that name carries that stigma now that, you know. Well, Samsung carries bomb. that stigma. They can't change it to their whole brand now. Yeah, it's like you're going to war or you want to text someone. Yep. So up to you guys if you would like to purchase this phone. I mean, to its credit, it's a beautiful looking phone. The phones look magnificent, but it's just they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. This is coming from two iPhone users. Yes, so we may be a little bit biased. <laughs> Just slightly. Well, people, our advice here at the Jeff and Don Potter is stay away from the Samsung phones. I think I'd rather get this note, this new note, than being driven around in the driverless car. <laughs> there goes Jeff again, supporting the driverless car movement. All right, Dom, it's time for my favorite segment, the DM of the week. It goes down in the DM. So this young lady. This lad. Yes, this lad writes... So I went out with coworkers for happy hours for the first time, and I had a little too much to drink. The two has one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven O's. We made plans to go out again next week, but now I'm a bit apprehensive. Oh, no. Looks like this didn't go down how she planned. I wish we would have got more details of the story. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Could have had the whole podcast on what the, the events that took place this evening. Oh, drinking with coworkers. It's a tricky, tricky, tricky thing. For to the do. first time at that. Oh, especially the first time. Well, lad, we're a little too late to help you the first time. But let's look back at this situation and see what we can learn from it. Yes. First of all, this is the first time going out with coworkers. Sounds like maybe you're maybe just becoming acquainted with them, maybe, or you're still sort of testing the waters. You don't want to have too much to drink. This is a, this is becomes your first impression. This is where a phrase like "pace yourself" 
is a major key. Yes. This is where you can earn titles such as lightweight. Oh, yeah. You don't want that one on your resume. And you don't want to be that friend that people have to babysit at the end of the night. No, because when you go out, you're just trying to have a good time. We're all adults, so we expect everyone to be able to handle themselves. Handle yes. themselves. And usually the babysitters are at home with the kids. <laughs> They're not <laughs> out with a, you. It's a completely different job. So if you're out with coworkers and you're an adult, you have to pace yourself. You have to understand that they want to have time too. No one wants to care for you. And you also don't want to lose control too much. Because if these are the people that you work with, chances are you spend most of your day with these people. Oh, yeah. And you will like to keep the mutual respect. You don't want to be judged because of your actions while under the influence of alcohol. That's right, because you're still crafting your, your perception, at least their perception of you. Precisely, Dom. So you want to make sure that you're having a good time, you're able to handle yourself. And when those that round of shots comes around... Maybe skipped a few a few rounds. Correct. I mean, you have to know yourself also in your body what you can or cannot intake. Know yourself. And also just remember that this, these are people that you work with. You want to keep this relationship professional and you want to keep the respect there. Always have them in the back of your mind. These are not your buddy buddies. These are your coworkers. You don't want to be the person that everyone's talking about on Monday. <laughs> no, that's the worst. Monday morning. Oh, did you hear about this person or that person? Because then it becomes an awkward situation for everyone. Well, right. Another detail on that is that since you don't know these people all that well, you might not know if they're going to keep that information to themselves. Correct. So it might get to another person that's your supervisor. It might even go beyond that. Yes. Well, luckily for you, you got invited to another rowdy. So that means you did something well. This is your chance to make up for it. The Redeemer. This time around, you have to pace yourself, lad. Take it easy, lad. Make up for last week. Show them that you are a responsible adult that they can trust. Absolutely. So this time, skip a few shots. Yes, you know, sneak in a few waters. Make sure you have a nice meal. That's right. They might make fun of you a little bit, but don't fall to the peer pressure. They might bring up last week. Yeah, exactly. At this point, you can say, yeah, I wasn't really being myself. This is really your your shot. It was a little out of character. I was out of character. This is your shot to make up for it and, you know, and change people's perception of you because if this is your first time out with them, you're most likely being judged. That's right. Well, at the very least, at least they invited you back. So that means you had a good time. Or they might have invited you back to make fun of you again. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so you have to be very careful here. But this is definitely your sh- your shot, you know. Clearly, lad, we understand that you were a little embarrassed about the situation. Sure. Understand. So I'm only going to at you at the Epton Dom <laughs> Pop <laughs> We'll tag you on this Absolutely. podcast. Well, take it easy. Make sure you still have a good time. And you don't have to get drunk to have a good time. You don't. Make up for it. Have fun with your coworkers and, you know, just... Keep that in the past. Move on. Stay hydrated, my friends. All right, Dom. One of the perps of reading the entire internet every day is stumbling across some pretty amazing things. Now, at the end of the summer, some of us like to go on vacation if you have time, if you're lucky enough to have time. It's true. Now, we may have found your next vacation destination. Or something you can potentially add to your personal bucket list, because this is amazing. You know we're big fans of the bucket list here at the Jeff and Don Pod. Now, this is the Manta Resort on the island island of Pemba, 
off the east coast of Africa. Now, one of the unique things about this resort is that it's a small, it's more like a small structure in the ocean, but you get to sleep underwater. Yes, this is like a tiny house in the middle of the ocean where the rooms are located downstairs. At this point, you are in the ocean. Yeah, you're, Sleep, you're sleeping the on the water. Now, the whole concept of visit, you, you basically walk down the stairs into the room. And when you get to the room, there's about four or five huge windows yes. that you're looking into the ocean. So just imagine this beautiful crystal clear water. You can see the fishes swimming right by you as you fall asleep. And not only that, you can actually get your own gear and, and dive underwater and swim with the fishes. The top portion of the house, you're pretty much out in the open, in the middle of the ocean, where they have snorkeling equipment where you can swim around your room. <laughs> and, and not only that, but by the windows, they have these very bright lights that attract oh, yeah. the by fish. By night, the underwater spotlights turn on. That's right. Beneath each window around the rooms, which attract more fish. Some people have seen octopus and squids That's amazing. around their rooms. Now, one of the, also the one of the points of having this wonderful resort is like to turn off, relax, and recharge. Definitely. So you won't be having your iPad, your iPhones over here. You're really just there to relax. Yeah, I, I think once you're there, there's like you won't want to have technology. Once you're in this room and you get to see these animals, the coral reefs, and the, what you have to like take this in. Yeah. Now, but one of the things now that. Now that we have these amazing phones with these amazing cameras is how do you balance enjoying your stay and then also capturing your stay? Well, you can still take pictures. Okay. But how do you not like overdo it? Because, you know, people want to record every little thing. Yeah, but if you're there for a day, it's really hard to take pictures and record. I mean, I would hope you go for more than a day. Now, the only thing is, my friends, this is a bit pricey. It is absolutely beautiful and it's a once in a lifetime deal. Yep. But a night at this uh, <laughs> resort will cost you about around $1,500 per night. For the underwater room, that is. Yeah, that's right. So you might need a couple thousand dollars extra in the bank account to make this on yes. your bucket list. But that's why on the bucket list. Something you have to do before you head on over to the other side. After seeing the pictures myself and reading about it, this is something I would like to do one day. I think I'm going to really have to put this up on my bucket list. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. Sleeping underwater. Who would have thought we can do that, Jeff? And getting to experience nature firsthand. I think this is an amazing experience. So if you're looking for another place to go to on your next vacation and you have some extra money, please check out the Manta Resort. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Jeff and Don Pod. Thank you. As always, we appreciate the support. Thank you for supporting our merch. Definitely. I've been doing very well. The people have been very happy with the quality of the hats. That's right. I mean, everyone's wearing the hats. We appreciate it. Spread the movement and don't be greedy. If you like what <laughs> you hear, if you like what you hear here on the Jeff and Don Pod, tell a friend. Por favor. Yeah, spread the pod. And if you happen to purchase a hat, why don't you send us over a picture? We would like to show some Definitely. appreciation to our supporters. Slide into our DMs with pictures with the merchandise on. And slide into our DMs with some questions. Yeah, keep the questions coming. Absolutely. And if you know anyone that qualifies for the Dummy of the Week, let us know. Don't hesitate. <laughs> Just let us know. We love the Dummies of the Week. We got you covered. And on the news of the hats, we have restocked our 
Isle of Hats. Indeed. Those of you who couldn't get a hat on the first round. I know a lot of people sold out were, yeah. a little too fast. <laughs> we are back, fully stocked. So just you can reach out to me or Dom or slide into our DMs at Jeff Dom Pod on Instagram. And we'll get these hats to you. Absolutely. We appreciate your support. Until next time, this has been the Jeff and Dom Pod. <laughs>